0: Welcome to the Integral Christian Network podcast. I am Luke Healy, co-founder of ICN, and I'm here today with Paul Smith, other uh, co-founder, as well as David Pinkston. Uh, and we're here today to talk a little bit about foundational identities and who we are and... In ICN, how we hold those collectively and seek to come more into those personally. Um, and just sort of how we understand who we are in the world and how we operate. So one of the things that, you know, we've been doing on this podcast recently is a series called Everyday Mystics. And I've had just such a, a great time talking to so many folks over the last year or so. Um, And just asking them like, hey, are you a mystic? What does that mean to you? What experiences have you had? What's, what is that like? And every person I've talked to has been a little different and just shared so many incredible experiences of their journey of interacting with that. And if you haven't listened to any of those you can stop right now and go listen to those. Cause that'll be better. No, no, I, you can keep listening to this one, <laughs> but when you're done, go listen to those. It's so great. There, there's so many wonderful conversations, but it, that is one of the, the core foundational identities of who we are in ICN is the mystical is the mystic. And that can be a complicated word. That can be a, an interesting thing to interact with. Um, but we've come to, to understanding a few foundational identities and foundational values of our community and what's come forth among us and so we're gonna we're gonna talk about some of those today and we're gonna start with that one the mystic the mystical and what does that mean and how do we um experience that why why is that a a foundational identity and what's important uh for that to be something that we we want to center on so paul I've gotten to yeah. ask this. this of a number of people. I know that you consider yourself a mystic, but what does that mean to you and, and why? Maybe, maybe let's start there.
1: Well, it's very important. As I've said, uh, Christianity began in a blaze of mystical experiences, uh, starting with Jesus. And uh, being a mystic is not just uh, having fun and inspiring experiences, uh, they are fun and inspiring. But uh, those experiences are crucial for the evolution of Christianity in the world. That's how we are inspired and guided, how Jesus was inspired and guided in his ministry. And uh, secondly, I want to say being a mystic isn't a matter of just having mystical experiences. There's a a dimension we begin to live in. Um, David, before we started this uh, podcast, talked about uh, his visit to Scotland and how he unclenched on the inside. And mm. you, you were—I mean, the fact that you were aware of that—that that, that was a thats a mystical dimension you were you were entering into. And uh, hopefully, you could <laughs> st- stay in it as much as possible. Back in your busy pastoral and stuff.
0: It's easy to clench, clench as a as a in the world in a, and as a pastor, or probably whatever situation we're in. Right? Yeah. It's easy to get clenched, yeah.
1: <laughs> and and uh, uh, Luke and I uh, earlier this morning, we we meet every week to to talk. We, we could talk endlessly <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, meditate and pray together. And uh, during our meditation time, and I, and I have extraordinary experiences when I am meditating with Luke because we're this soulmate thing connects. And, and, uh, so I was doing a sort of a, I started off by merging with Luke, uh, becoming one with him, And, uh, then I did a whole body mystical awakening. And, um, when I moved into my head, it was just, just stillness and darkness. And, uh, then then at one point, I, I moved into sort of a third eye where I began seeing the space in my head. And it was just dark, you know, when you close your eyes. And uh, then after a while, a thing that happens regularly with me is that I begin to have lights or clouds of color or various things begin to appear. And this time, uh, a, a, a deeper blackness appeared. And I sank into it and it there began to be these this sort of bluish white cloud that came up and I tr- I tried to kept keep forming it into a sometimes they form into pictures and figures that mean something. But I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't I couldn't coerce it into that. And so finally I just sank down into this darkness. And the the, the more I sank into it, the more it was just it was so, it was so peaceful and so dark and so deep and so nothing. And it was not tr- transcendence up above my head. It was inside me. And it was just, it was a, a deeper thing that I'd ever experienced. Hmm. And, and as we talked about it, Luke, Luke connected it in, with himself in terms of an origin experience, uh, and and that, that's that's what it felt like, and uh, and I I've, I've, I've sort of stayed in that ever mm-hmm. since that time, and I, I you know I'd like to, I'd like to I'd like to stay in that more often, yeah. instead of all my mental self. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so as a dimension, I find my, I find myself I, I'm seeing the world differently now than I did four years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we started, uh, uh, when I met Luke and we started ICN, I just, I see things differently because of the practices and the, uh, and the mystical experiences. And then Luke and I meet with all these new groups. So I, I in the groups, I have mystical experiences, whether I want to or not. because uh, that's the part of praying for one another and seeing things for one another. And it just has been transforming. It's just wonderful. Yeah. those
0: are my thoughts that's great paul that's great and the transforming i mean that that's such a huge part of it right like you're saying it's not just about having these cool experiences but recognizing how those affect and change our consciousness over time where we start to stay in that way of being we start to be open to that dimension and and there's an easier pathway there there's a presence of that like you said it's not transcendent out there somewhere it's in the body it's with us it's it's something we can carry all the time and and that greatly affects our well-being and then from that place we're also able to affect others with love and care and blessing and you know you mentioned the new groups and and each each person that comes into our new we space groups is is often coming in from you know, different experiences of how they've encountered the mystical in their life. Sometimes it's it's kind of new. Uh, sometimes they've had it in, in this way or others, right? It's not always the visionary. It it could be, um, yeah, in, in nature, in, in the islands of Scotland and just that, that spaciousness hits, right? And it's just, oh, that's a mystical experience and connection and way of being with that dimension. And, you know, that was what really characterized the time for me this morning. As, as I told you, Paul, right, that spaciousness, that's just the sort of oh, and it was so freeing and relaxing and just rejuvenating, refreshing, just to be in that space together with you. And, and also, yeah, like you said, to, to not just have that momentary thing that then, okay, bye Paul, back to life and every No, no. It like, it carries through it. It, 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 and it starts to integrate. And sometimes it's spacious like that. Sometimes it's intense and, you know, direct. And, um, there's all sorts of different ways we encounter it, but David, what about you? How do you come into the the mystical and, and what does it feel like represent for you?
2: Well, before I, I answer that, and I do have an answer for it. I just, I think there's something so beautiful about what has just been talked about, because as we give a kind of reflection over, what icn is becoming what it has become and what is be, what is becoming is that we first spoke about a friendship and about a connection between two uh people who have a soul connection and that this is a living practical direct experience that is a, it's just a living symbol of what icn is Mm. That were not mm. first a belief in an organization or a belief in an ideal, but the practice of spirituality in its higher, more developed forms. Um, and there's something very, very powerful about that. One thing that that's, uh, a,
1: that's a great point. I, I gotta mm. jump in just say that is just that's brilliant go ahead, David.
2: Well I mean that's the network I mean you're seeing yeah. I see an n in living form being described right that that there's something powerful about the connection and it's not just merely a a, a one-dimensional friendship. it is a very deep soulful friendship that that gives birth uh, to use the wound language to to direct spiritual experiences that have long lasting, immediate and transcendent implications but through direct experience and that from there it creates more and more love for one another love for the groups that you're connected to and from those experiences passing that fire on
0: yeah absolutely let me jump in before you answer the question that i asked you is that's um really reflective of the way that we approach mysticism because there's a lot of types of mysticism and we we put particular emphasis on the embodied Nature of mysticism, not not discounting the transcendent, there's imminent within that as well, but um, that it's embodied, it's present, it comes in, fuses into our lives, and that it's relational. Um, it is deeply connective, right, in, in not just relationship to the universal all, we are all one, yes, that too, and it's good, but also in the intimately personal relational, and that's what you're yeah, reflecting from the experience Paul and I had in the, in the way of being, right. That wasn't just like a one-off. It's like, Oh, that's, that's the way that, yeah, we interact. And from that relationality, the third thing we often emphasize is generativity, right? That there's, there's a life coming forth from that. There's something that's coming into the world that's affecting who we are, how we live and leads into the loving evolution of Christianity in the world. So that's just that generative piece is so huge emerging from the relationality from the co-creative life that comes within us that we experience in um, when Paul and I get together, when our we space groups come together, right? All these, these ways of, of engaging it in that relational space opens that door to the generative. So I love that you brought that forth. That's exactly. Yeah. How the mysticism comes forth in our community. So, what about for you? Well, I'll just say,
2: too, just to maybe put a neat little bow on that. I, I, for me, my personal um, but participative take on all this is that's, a, that's exactly what's helping ICN continually spread. It's, it's the practice of these things that, that continues to help the organism of ICN to, to continue to expand. It won't be mere branding but it'll be ongoing spiritual experiences. So I'll just if I recall the question now because I'm so caught up in what we're talking about. <laughs> what what exactly did you want me to answer with your particular <laughs> question just so that what I,
0: is what is what does mysticism mean for you what does, it, you, or what it, does it look like in your life how do you experience I, it?
2: I tend to be I if I'm not careful I can tend to go to the abstract and in the last several years I've been really challenging myself to not go to the abstract. Um, I just came off of a six-week sabbatical, as was just shared, where we spent a lot of time in the Scotland Islands, uh, really being able to practice eco spirituality. And a very I you know live in Pasadena, which is part of the greater LA area, and um, there is such an emphasis in our current culture on non-spiritual imminence. Everything's this demanding now, competitive, mm. distracting, aggressive, just you know, just like this constant barrage. And, and that's not to abscond personal responsibility from those things. But I, I will say really quick, being around more sheep than people for those six weeks, flying back into LAX was an absolute nightmare because it was you know, <laughs> aggressive, <laughs> horn honking, people shouting, you know, uh, just <laughs> like I'm like oh I, I'm I'm home I'm back home but uh, it, you know uh, it did remind me uh, you know I if I don't bring the soulful lessons that I gained over these last six weeks I'll lose them really quickly and I'll get back into the soulless imminent non spirituality um, and it's gonna clench my my uh, nervous system back up I'll get back into the game without, and it'll be more of a vacation than a sabbatical. And I didn't, I, I still don't want to do that. I still am practicing um, the lessons that I learned over there. But one of the things that came up for me while I was there was that Pa, I, both, both of us, I mean, all three of us, I'd love to, I don't know if we'd want to go in this direction, but I'll just say really quickly that for me, what really came home is I was both practicing Digital fasting, um, even intellectual fasting. I really didn't do a lot of the intellectual work over there. Um, I, I, I wanted to be in my body because usually my body, can. even if I'm trying to be a good integralist and include my body and everything, I could still be at the expense of my body. Uh, so I was trying to be much more embodied, really practice self-acceptance, Mm-hmm. In a way that I, you know, is is hard for me, and I'm I should be embarrassed, but I'm just going to speak my truth, even after all these years of trying to be an integral practitioner, I could still be self rejecting. So one of my internal projects was I'm just going to practice self acceptance, and anytime a little internal critic line comes up, I'm just going to say I, you know, I am love. Mm-hmm. So I love my ego. I love my defense mechanisms. I, God, infinite spirit being made finite in me, loves the whole human project, warts and all. Mm. So I was going to try to practice that level of self-acceptance. What I learned was my imminent spirituality came online in a new way in my transcendent spirituality. It's really hard to not practice transcendent spirituality when you're living in a place where everything's just a beautiful picture. You can't take a bad picture over there and and certainly experience that. And I'm saying all that to say this. One of the things that came up for me was that I believe Christ, not just the theology, but to take the word anointed, which is what Christ means, Messiah, Messiah, you know. Christ is integration that christian spirituality is anointing it 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 brings something together it fulfills something it directs it enlivens this anointing spirituality or integral spirituality is highly relational it's not just mental cogitation but it's a direct experience of uniting It almost sounds very basic when I say it out loud, but the direct experience of it was so overwhelming that at certain points I could walk out the door in the middle of God's nowhere and look at these beautiful hills and blue sky and the ocean and the breeze and say, I am Christ. It's all anointed. All the mess, all the hurt, the Ukraine situation had just started while we were over there. That just this whole idea that it it's one because of its distinction to tag on something that you just shared a minute ago, Luke. We're not practicing transcendent spirituality where it's all one, but there's no distinctiveness to it, so we don't have to address the messiness. But that in embodied mysticism, we can love the messiness, we can tend to the hurt and to the wounds and to the anger and evil. That's from a different space maybe i should end there because
0: i could keep going yeah that's beautiful david that's great and you're bringing forth a couple of the other foundational identities both in integral and in christian and i think we should start with christian because um you were just talking about christ as integration and but also presencing to the suffering in the world and the the way of being incarnated and embodied and, and with that. So, um, you know, as mystics, uh, as an identity, we also intersect and, and engage with these other foundational identities. And so being a Christian is, a word that can be a little charged and a little loaded for some folks and not something they want to want to claim or name or, you know, we wrote I wrote out articles, a series on these that we can connect to this podcast as well. Um, and the title was why be Christian now. Right. <laughs> why are we why are we Christian? What does that mean? How does that help us? What does that um, speak to, and you were just reflecting on that really beautifully, uh, in in some really, uh, wonderful ways. And so Paul, what's your, uh, what's your connection to that as an identity that I know runs deep with you, of course. And, um, why are you Christian? I guess might be a question we could, we could put it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I've been attracted to Jesus ever since I was a kid. Uh, he fascinated me and, and, uh, and and seemed really important and that's that's continued uh I, I i see his his him his story his presence now with me is just transforming and uh so um, um I, I think he's a central figure in christianity uh he uh uh, I could go on and on. <laughs> and he's here right now with me. I can feel him touching my arm. And, uh, um, so, uh, to me, he, he's, he, he defines, he defines Christianity and, and, uh, and God, uh, for me, he doesn't confine God. God can also be defined by Buddhists and Hindus and, and others and have make wonderful contributions uh it's just christianity is my story uh i i i just i just told luke I, I just read a little short deal by rupert spira who is a really well-known uh spiritual writer and who spent 45 years in eastern uh eastern theology and uh, eastern uh, understanding, and he said that after 45 years, he's just now coming back to his Christian roots and he's, he's back being a, 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 a Christian again, that is, and particularly in what would be, we would call second person relational spirituality, where there's a, there's a person that you relate to. And, uh, and he, he's, he's a, he's a fan of Eckhart and brother, brother Lawrence. And, uh, so that that struck me. I, I I immediately thought, oh, it's some somebody else on singing my song, you know. Mm-hmm. And when I when I read that, it was really really exciting. So uh, that's 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 the way I I guess I talk about Christianity.
0: Yeah, definitely. And like you know, it's funny. It, it's um, <clears throat> it, yeah, not like like you did. You are affirming all of the different paths and stories and the ways that we've come into this um this deeper connection to the divine and source and you know him him did it's it's not like a tribalistic oh yeah now he's a christian not he. so it's not like a a competitive thing so much as just um a recognition of how we are um we don't exist in a vacuum or in a in a um a singularity of independence that we can self-make ourselves, uh, from scratch to be whoever we want to be. (laughs) Um, there are deep philosophical, spiritual, religious traditions that make up our cultures that make up who we are, that are, um, that are deep within us in ways that sometimes are conscious and sometimes are unconscious. And so we're, we're interacting with that. I remember, I had a former student uh, from, where were they from? I'm going to get the country wrong. I want to say, um, I want to say Pakistan, but something they were talking with another person and, and uh, a helper, like a volunteer. And they were saying, um, you know, are you a Christian? And they said, Oh no, no, I'm not a Christian. And they're like, yes, you're, you're from, you're from America. You are a Christian. You know, it's like <laughs> like there's this, this, this cultural sense of it too. And, and so, you know, that's one way of interacting with it, the the religious, the institutional, the cultural. And we want to claim Christian as a spiritual identity, as a unique and a pathway that that offers beautiful gifts for how we encounter the divine. And to um to come to terms with that because it's complicated for so many people, right? Um, because there's a lot of things that come under the name Christian that that represent something far different than what we might want to mean when we say that. <laughs> um, right. And so there's, there's a freedom to coming home that so many people in our community experience and feel where it's like, Oh, okay. If this is what we mean by Christian. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think there's something in that, that, <laughs> Oh, I, you mean, I can be with Jesus again and that's okay. That's not childish or, or, or weird or, um, <clears throat> You know, it's it's connecting to those roots, those those ways, and not everyone has that, right? Some people grow up in other traditions, and they have to leave and find another. What maybe they come into Christianity to to help them, uh, you know, give them something that they didn't have in what they grew up in, and vice versa. Sometimes people grow up Christian, they have to leave and go experience another tradition, and or or drink from another well. And um, but there there can be something very powerful in that coming home and integrating, right, and coming back to recognize that those things are deep inside of us while also carrying that into going forward, right? It's not a christianity that's all about the past or what this looked like I, like that just strikes me so much paul and even the way you talk about jesus like yes there is it is about the way he lived and and what he taught and who he was but that that's a living presence there's a living jesus that's still with you that's with us that's that's engaged in the evolutionary continuation of i still have more to teach you yet but I, but you're not ready right the 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 not a christianity of a religion of the past but an evolving moving forward into how do we integrate how do we live as the anointed ones on on earth and seek to be divine presence and spirit and love um, and all of those things that christ taught right embodying them today and now so
2: i'll just jump in real quick too and say that you know as i was working i'm sorry to have to speak so personally about all these things but maybe it's helpful to the conversation that as i had the bandwidth to be able to hold my story in a unique way i could look back on my 20 year old self who would have called my 48 year old self an absolute heretic right because that's what was available to me at that time and as we're look, as we're trying to work with what is what does it mean to be a christian through an integral christianity framework If I could look back on my story as I moved through the spiral, as I moved through those wavelengths of how I understood Jesus, of what I understood what Christianity meant or what its purpose was on the planet. And, you know, moved through tribal, traditional, modern, postmodern, all those things that if I love myself through all that, my 48 year old self could look back on my 20 year old self and say, you know, I love you. You, you mm-hmm. were working with what you understood. You were healing mm-hmm. parts of yourself that needed healing. You were, you were faithful. I, I can look back on things that, you know, my ego is just absolutely humiliated. That if my postmodern friends knew what my traditionalist self was doing, I would never admit it publicly. But if I work <laughs> on loving that guy and, and, and loving him through his stages, then I can also look at my friends who are wherever they are in that spiral and say, I understand your understanding of Christian is that way, and I don't resent it, at least as much as I used to when I was in my postmodern phase. Is to to be able to just say, it, it's all included. It doesn't mean it should. Uh, we should not be modeling more compassionate, more inclusive, more evolved stages. It it just. Means that we're providing a healthy framework for how to keep moving forward for those who are ready to keep moving forward, and I'll 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 link it to our Everyday Mystics uh, series. And how much I've enjoyed helping to produce those is that we're it's a very pluralistic experience because every person has their own tailor made grace plan. You know, everybody has their own unique way of manifesting the infinite in their finite form. So we are given this just kaleidoscope of spiritual experience that has to be honored it it like it, it it's it's honored and included and celebrated um i'm absolutely just in love with what with how we've been giving expression not just to our everyday mystics but but to how we're expressing icn's values and and, and mm-hmm. it's our experience as a collective
0: yeah, absolutely. And that uniqueness is one of those foundational values that maybe we'll have time to talk about. We'll see. But, you know, it, it, also another thing, what you shared there, David, is that there's... Um, <clears throat> maybe we could call it a way of being Christian, right? That it's, (laughs) we need to add a modifier to to help understand what we're talking about because it can be so broad and and you keep bringing it up that integral, right? Integral and being uh, how how integral so informs Christianity. And of course, that's kind of how all of this started with Paul writing integral Christianity the book, uh, 11 years ago now or so. Right. So, um, that that's, let's, let's use that to, to step into that other foundational identity of integral and what it means to be integral. And we've already talked about how it's about integrating and that's really such a core element of it. Um, and then, and then what else is arising? You know, Paul, it, it kind of strikes me to ask maybe, um, be, as that book was 11 years ago and just with all the evolution that we've, experienced in icn over the last three plus years what what have you learned since writing that book that is probably i don't know just something that stands out or something that that has come forth or evolved even as right integral is about evolution in so many ways and so um yeah what's something maybe that comes to mind in in uh how you've evolved since writing that book or um yeah anything pop up for you there
1: uh, well, I was really uh, blown off my seat by Wilbur, uh, his uh, framing of, of understanding perspectives of integration, and that just that really twenty years ago or twenty two years ago now that really helped me uh, helped me see Christianity in a way that I could stay with and uh, progress. And, and as a practicing Buddhist, he made me ashamed of my, my off and on, minute or two of prayer day. <laughs> so I also started meditating. Uh, but since then, I, I, I have, uh, uh, I, I, I've enjoyed uh, Jorge Farrar, who uh, adds a, a sort of a, a corrective to some of the Wilbur, uh, and then jean Gepster, who, who brings the, the 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 magic and the mythic and and the the, the uh, that those previous stages each have a, a treasure that we don't want to don't want to lose and that's been wonderful and ramon Panagar, whose integration of uh, christ as the 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 symbol for all of reality divine human and 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 uh, material uh, those those things have uh, have uh, been really key in in my understanding of uh, of integral. Although, although I, I still like Wilbur's basic framework and use his perspectives, his shadow work, other things. So I, I'm still still learning, and it's exciting to see uh, uh, integral uh, move out into other areas. There's integral medicine and integral business and so on. So, uh, that's, uh, that's, 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 that's been good for me.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's good. And, and metamodernism and different forms of how we, how we're trying to give voice to this evolving, consciousness and and stage structure right that that the world is experiencing that we're experiencing that we're trying to come into through the mystical um as christians and yeah the the what strikes me as you share that pause the the field is very complex there's so much to it and and there's a lot of learning and and one of the gifts that you've always brought is your way of of integrating and synthesizing a huge wealth of information and um <clears throat> And learning from all these different sources and bringing it into something that is practical, that is... Um Digestible that people can can bring forth in their life. Um, you've done that with uh you know creating whole body mystical awakening and how we can um, embody these things and 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 take these these complex ideas and say well what, what does all that matter? Well, here's how it here's how it applies and how we live and how it affects our spirituality. So thank you for that. That's such a gift um, that you have and um, the integral you know in that complexity of all the the ways that that holds that that can be really helpful and freeing and open up a lot of, um, ways of understanding, uh, systems you know the map and the territory you do both right so it's like this will help us understand if we want to go that route and then also here's the practical way to just to just be it and do it and live it um because that's what it's what it's all about right if it's not transformative like we can get lost in the heady mental land of integral as can so often happen and so that's another element of it being christian and it being mystical right this is applied this is transformative And that's what we experience in our form of, of integral. I was talking to a group at a retreat last month and someone was like, Oh, I tried to start an integral group. And, and, you know, it didn't go very well. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? uh, You started an integral group and and he like, Oh, we got together and we were talking about uh, one of Wilbur's books or something. And it it just got really heady and everyone started arguing and, you know, and I was like, yeah, that, that I've heard that story before a lot. So, um, (laughs) so we're really seeking to, embody that and to bring the heart of integral to be in the spirit of love with one another and of course that brings us back into christianity into mystical so they all they all interact with one another in a beautiful way and then we also have a fourth foundational identity which um, is a little less conceptual in that sense but it it is community community itself Um, not just that we are you know a lot of times community becomes something that As a byproduct of gathering around certain ideas and oh well now we have a community because of that, but no actually community is a foundational thing for us like we were talking about the relationality earlier that that is what fuels the generativity that that is what um, what becomes the foundational way of being that I am distinct. But I am not separate. Right. I am a part of a community. I'm a part of interbeing in the world. Um, and that's such a huge shift for so many people in the modern worldview, even the postmodern worldview, right, where it can so easily revolve and center around ourselves um, and our understanding of ourselves from that particularized unique being we have that we affirm that but we also recognize that we also <clears throat> experience the world and participate and are engaged in a community both in the systems that we operate in and the cultural things but then also also in our spiritual context and in our container so our practices and we space and our ways of being together um, we have that particularized personal form but also so much of who we are and what happens happens because we are present in community It happens because we are sharing in a way with one another that can create the environment to enter that dimension, enter that realm, um, not just with other people, but even in some ways, because we are with other people, um, and, and how that, that helps increase our capacity and lead us into those spaces. So that's, that's a little bit about the beloved community, about the sense of, of how we are, um, in this together, as this together, uh, it, in in that you know, material, divine, human reality, all integrated and present, not just singularly within me, but also within us, within the we. I've had,
2: and I'm sure you two could could share your stories too, about significant spiritual experiences I've had on my, as it were, my meditation chair or, or pillow or whatever it is. But healing has more often than not come through relationship or significant jumps in not just mental insight, but relational insight, spiritual insight, et cetera, et cetera. All the faculties that we have as human beings, we are God in the sense that we are deeply relational. And I think the, the, and this, we're not trying to butter our own bread here, but we are trying to give expression to to what it is that we're trying to embody uh, as ICN is, is that we are relational and that the most significant spiritual insights any person can have quite often happens through being connected with each other. It keeps us, I know we might be a little allergic to the word, but there's a certain kind of accountability or connection that takes place when we are with each other that says I hear what you're saying can you you know what a, you know it's it's not just a um, an exercise in right and wrong but it's an exercise in exploration uh, innovation uh, learning new things about self God others etc cetera, etc cetera, that um, again this the safety of being able to practice with a community that's not judging, that's that's not critiquing or analyzing uh, what it is that we might experience in a we space group. It's saying, hey, let's even if it to use a, a Jewish Bible uh, expression, even if that what you're channeling falls to the ground, quote unquote, falls to the ground. It, in other words, it didn't it, it didn't land or I'm mixing metaphors, but it wasn't it it wasn't a, a truth that fully connects. It doesn't matter you're exercising. You don't go to the gym to do everything perfectly. You go to the gym to really condition and to learn and to strengthen oneself, et cetera, et cetera. So I I think that part of this conversation is very lively and exciting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that ties into the, what we were talking about earlier as well with the generativity. Paul and I were just sharing about this this morning after a meeting of like through the relationality of our connection and how, that how of that has been right in, in the sense of of sharing that space together that's where <clears throat> the magic of emergence comes forth is in that, that relational space in the the context of a community that has right that trust and safety and that foundational sense of of where we can we're not closed down. We're not clenched by those fears, right. By those, those other things that so often constrict us performance, anxiety, or worrying about this, that, or the other, or trying to prove a point or be right. So we cultivate a way of being together that opens up the space to share in a way that we can come into that, that, that dimension, that mystical consciousness, that way of being together, um, and experience that with such, an exponential generativity than than it can be uh, individually, and how that even just kind of encircles out and unfolds. I mean, you know, Paul, you and I were, were sharing about how we've experienced that, and how um, <clears throat> a lot of your life as a pioneer, <laughs> right? You were kind of charging the way solo in some in some sense, and that was often hard and lonely, and so. Um, yeah, I don't know. We were just sharing a bit about how, how lovely it is to have that relational space, that connection and um, and how that leads into this generativity, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, I tried to, for, for half a century to make this thing work in a church. Uh, we we accomplished a lot. Uh, I tried to, kept trying to find a team and I kept trying to find you and I couldn't find you. And uh, then I retired. And uh, then when you appeared, uh, as, as I've said, you you were the person i had been waiting for my whole life. Uh, your tremendous gifts. Uh, uh, I'm going to die sooner than you are. You're younger, so you you got time. And your incredible intellect and your gifts of gathering and 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 you you made what I been longing for you, you're making it work. Uh, so when the two of us got together and it seems, it seems to me that the thing that's different now is that this, this ICN organization is coming out of a relationship uh, and that hadn't happened before it came out of my vision and my trying to convince people to move along, but it didn't have you. You're you're, you''re you're the one that it, that was needed and your gifts and that's what's making this organization work and that this just that's so exciting I thought wow this is this is what it's like to be in sync with one other person who shares a vision and and is a catalyst for me and the whole organization and we we're equally co-founders. And Luke's going to be the co-founder left when I die, and I, I feel I feel great about that. big, great hands, and it's just so it's just boy, it's community all the way. From if you want to say from the top down, it's not down, but I can't think of another way of saying it now. Inside out,
0: <laughs> you know, the inside it, out from the
1: inside. Inside out. out. <laughs> that's the way to say it, right? So yeah, that's just. Mm-hmm. That's so exciting. And then, then along come people like uh, David. I can remember the first time I met him, he traveled down to where I was talking and we just hit it off immediately. And he's just what a lovely person. And he's part of our part of our, our triad now. And that's just that's mm-hmm. just so exciting. And so I'm not alone anymore.
0: Mm, that's beautiful, Paul. Neither am I. And it's, you know, I, I appreciate you sharing those things and saying those things. And and hopefully those listening are, are enjoying the love fest that Paul and I are sharing uh, yeah. together and, you know, not to uh, <clears throat> put off by that, but we uh, <laughs> it's, it's really lovely and, 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 and so um, significant in my life. I mean, I just can't, it's amazing. <laughs> I, I can't even think back to what it was like before that, but yeah, um, when we've said it before, Paul would feel like we've known each other um, <clears throat> for eternity before we met. And and then too, like I mentioned the ex- exponential, like how that, yeah, this has come out of relationship. And so that enfolds into new circles of relationship. And so it's, you know, what came through and, and and from the inside of you and i into into these other circles into every into into we space groups into um <clears throat> into into communities of of care and vitality and generativity and you know that's what's being birthed forth, and what's coming within ICN is these, um, these these new communities, these circles of people connecting in the same way with that resonance coming into the new consciousness and seeking to to bring forth that generativity into the world, into ICN, into their their daily and personal lives as well. So it's it's that resonance <clears throat> that that creates the field of possibility. <laughs> um, wow, I, I, that just came to me i I don't know there's something there's something that's mysterious about it right that we we don't plan we don't figure out ahead of time it's it's unseen and when we're able to come together with that resonance with that deep connection something can be born and that will continue to be born in a sense of yeah through through community through further circles further relationships it's um it's really inspiring. It just fills me with joy, like of the possibility of what can continue to come forth.
2: Yeah. The Latin phrase that comes to me is mysterium stratagem, you know, like this, mm-hmm. like this idea that is
0: that a Harry Potter spell or is that I, no, that's Latin? Okay. <laughs> you no, know,
2: I'll tell you while I was in it Scotland, should it should <laughs> I, I saw Tom Riddle's grave for those Harry Potter fans that, that are listeners of our, of our podcast. Uh, I was at Tom Riddle's a grave site where she got the name, and then also we we were right at uh, the a coffee shop where she wrote the first few books. Um, the Mysterium Stratagem just is this idea that the strategy that fulfills the mission of what ICN is bringing into the world, this cosmic groove, uh, is is that that's being created is a strategy that occurs as we participate with its unfoldment and I don't want to use too much too many fancy integral phrases but as we are attentive and present to the process of of what ICN is bringing we don't manufacture the strategy for what we're bringing into the world but we are attentive to its uh, increasing web of influence and connection and um, relational wisdom that, that, that's coming out of it. And it, it is exciting. It, it lights a fire in me, to be sure, to say that we're bringing something important forth, not the most important thing, but something that's extremely important and not just providing a home for, for Christian refugees but saying it's not enough to just survive the uh, uh, deconstruction that's going on, but what is on the other side of that? What what is the world that we're contending for? What is this sacred world to come? That we this now and not yet, um, to use that kind of language. What is the now that we're working with, and the not yet that that we want to um, see see come about and, and and work for it? So, Paul, I'm I'm wondering as 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 we're wrapping up, is there any benediction or encouragement or, you know, uh, some, some form of direction? You know, we're going to take a break during the summer from our podcasts. And what do you want to leave our, our listeners with as we uh, take a break?
1: Well, probably the ultimate mystery is love. Hmm. So it's love all the way. Love to start, love to end, love in the being, love in the middle. That's what we're all about. That's what Jesus is all about. That's what God's all about.
0: <laughs> That's so good, Paul. And I to. I want to hear if you have other things to say, but I wanted to parlay that into just an acknowledgement of our our foundational values that we've come to as well as a community. And you know, we didn't start ICN with a list of values um, <laughs> because we wanted we wanted to hold that within community and see what came forth among us and right out of the relationality. And the the primary one is love. <laughs> That's our primary value that that we see, that we feel, that we experience among us. You know, the other ones you've you've probably heard all throughout this conversation, the mystical, the we, the uniqueness. Of each person affirming that and also emergence, opening to that divine evolution. So, the, those are the things that we've named, but also those that, as I was thinking about that and what we we're just sharing on the mystery. We had an experience last week, um, no, yesterday, time where, yesterday. <laughs> we have this, these co-exploration gatherings every week on Thursday afternoons that we we share in conversation and discussion around our weekly articles. Anyone's welcome to come if you're interested in that, come join us. And we were talking about these values and and how, as each person expressed what their deepest personal values were, and as they tried to give voice to the values they experienced in our community there were so many different things named and different ways of saying it and the concepts and the ideas um we're all re- you know we were like oh yeah i could have said that one or like oh yeah 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 that that too right like there's and what it came down to is just the felt sense of the embodied quality of of being with that and as that, and in that, that we try to give voice to, that we try to name, that we try to put these, these words on that do reflect, that do point toward it. And we could say the same about our foundational identities. They're all symbols, right? That point towards something of, of who we are and how we understand ourselves and how we want to seek to be in the world. Um, but in so many ways, it also comes down to, to, to this mystery of experiencing that in our bodies with that love and resonance for one another in ways that we we can express and all the things that are that are that are wordless and um, so in some ways it's, it's that complexity and that simplicity, right. That it boils down to like, ball, what you're saying that, well, it's really all about love. <laughs> and if we can, we can find the the maps and the pathways and the avenues and the, the self understandings both personally and collectively to, um, to help us along that way. That's, that's where we're headed and, and why we're headed there. So I just wanted to add that in there because that's, um, you know, that, that's a sense of, um, all of these ideas becoming in the body and in an organism, not just an organization, an organism of this community and how we reflect that and experience that in and through ourselves.
2: Yeah, I just came off the cusp of an ecumenical event that we put on here. And and one of the things that is always just endlessly fascinating to me is we were hosting Turkish Muslims, Uyghur Muslims, uh, some Buddhists, is you know, um, in in our with our Muslim brothers and sisters, there's a sense of grandeur that God is this majestic, absolutely extraordinary, uh, inspiring mystery, um, and that really influences me. And when I speak with our our Buddhist. Uh, Brothers and sisters, there's a sense of mindfulness and a sense of spaciousness and compassion, which is you know, this active uh, presence in the world that, that's bringing um, sort of a healing presence and a, a mindful presence. I do believe that one of the unique niches of the Christ voice in the world is love. And this embodied love, not just love as an ideal or as a, as a, as a hope, but as in a sense of embodiment. That's not to say that love isn't found in other religions. I, I'm not going to that degree. But this sense of incarnate love, that we are here to complete one another, not to compete and compare with one another. And one of the things that I've, I've been doing, and I'll, I'll finish with this, this might be a fun place to stop, is that I've been reading the Gospel of John over and over again. And one of the things that I'm doing as I'm playing with is that I, I replace the word father, I replace the word I'm inserting what I believe the intention of those key yeah. code words are. And yeah. so every time I hear Jesus say I, me, myself, my own, or anytime it's personalized in some way, I put the word love or source there. Mm. A- apart yeah. apart from source, you can do nothing. Apart from love. You know, by this, you will know you are love's disciple or students by the way that you love one another. Right. So there's this sense of not identifying with Jesus ego, which is how fundamentalists tend to read the book of John. um, But that the source was made manifest in finite form and that every time this finite form speaks, it is speaking on behalf of infinite love. It is channeling love and saying what I'm channeling can be connected with. And I do, I'll, I'll finish by saying, I think from my perspective, this is part of the mission that we're being called to is to channel love, to identify as love and to make that a connecting um, reality in the world.
0: Beautiful. Well said, David. And um, you know, we have a actually, The day we're recording tomorrow is coming out. um, So it'll be out by the time you hear this, uh, an evolution report of giving voice to what's happened in ICN over these last years. And um, with, with, a timeline and information and testimonials and finances and all those sorts of things just sort of from an organizational level but uh paul closes that with this beautiful prayer um that i'm wondering paul if you might you might share that as a way to to close our conversation because it's just so lovely i, I posted it it's uh, <laughs> so when i put it in the in the chat box if you uh if you need to access it
1: May the everywhere glory of the infinite face of God light your every step. The friendship of the intimate face of God wrap you in love's arms and the peace of the inner face of God flow from within you like rivers of living water in all that we are and seek to do in our lives being the loving evolution of Christianity and the world. Amen. Amen.